June Gashui, Martin Karaoke on 98.4 Capital FM. It's 11 minutes past 4 p.m. We are joined by a stranger, so I'm going to ask him the question. Ask him the question. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Jalali Baraza, and uh, I work as a uh, a doctor of bones, orthopedic surgeon, and uh, I specialize mainly in sports injuries, so knee, shoulder, and also pediatric orthopedics, so children's bones. Where? Uh, primarily at Aga Khan University Hospital. So that's what you do. Yes. Who are you? I am a human. Uh, <laughs> that, well done, sir. Well done. Some people are never sure. <laughs> Very good. Uh, this human, this human is uh, uh, beyond humanity. Uh. <laughs> a lover um, so, of what? What do you like doing? So yeah. I, um, I, I like to uh, express myself musically, not mm. unlike. Uh, your co-host Junga Shui here. I play the violin and a bit wow. of the piano. Um, I've been known to sing, but not outside the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I uh, I do a bit of creative writing. I like helping people express ideas because I think if you if you write well, you think well. And uh, I think there's never been a more important time for us to to think uh, properly. Mm. So uh, that's what I do. Oh, in terms of sports, yeah. Uh, a bit of jogging here and there, cycling. I gave up playing football once some really young whippersnappers uh, <laughs> came into the team and it was clear that I was holding, but I was bringing down the average. <laughs> so that was a humbling experience. <laughs> by age or by speed? <laughs> uh, all, all of the above. <laughs> Skill too. Skill too. Nice. So, so t- walk us through a little bit about your journey. Like, How did you get to... How did you pick bones? Like, what happens? You go through medical school, you're yeah. like, hmm, what bones. was that journey like? So, uh, yeah, my, my father happens to be a, a medic as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, a career in healthcare was always going to be on the cards, I think. Mm. It's stereotypical African mm. household. <laughs> um, after primary school in Kilimani Junior Academy, uh, moved on to Strathmore School and, uh, and then Brookhouse. And it's so interesting that... Uh, when I don't know you, everyone who tends to achieve a certain level of uh, academic uh, achievement, mm. even slightly above average, I don't. It's just immediately assumed that you should think about medicine, mm. which a lot of the time can be damaging, mm. yeah. because if that's not where your heart lies, or mm. you don't have an interest in some of those things, mm. then uh, then you know it can be pretty miserable. But uh, thankfully, I I do actually like people in in general, <laughs> and and so helping them. That's such a powerful <laughs> statement. Hold on, uh, are you saying statement. that a surgeon actually meets people? Briefly, yeah. You see, Just you before know, you yeah. operate, you you say yeah. hi, introduce hi. yourself, yeah. and then afterwards you make sure that they're okay. So uh, yeah. uh, it's it's brief, but it's it's intense, and yeah. it's uh, you know most of the time it's it's really rewarding. Uh. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I interrupted because I feel like it, it just hit me. Most people say, you know, I'm not afraid of blood or I like, you know, cutting things up. This is the thing that makes them want to go into mm-hmm. surgery. But that you're you're speaking of the human. And I think that's a, a new um, direction. We're hearing a lot of the healthcare professionals speaking about the, the patient as a human being and like a holistic approach. So which other disciplines of, of doctors do you, do you speak with, I guess, before you then... You know, get into surgery. Uh, yeah. So after finishing medical school, you have in the last two or three years of medical school, you're mm-hmm. exposed to quite a number of specialties. Yeah. Uh, hematology, care of the elderly, 
you know, children's health, pediatrics, and the like. So you base your internship jobs on what, what you think chimes with you most, mm. and you're given a variety of options. You can do three months of pediatrics, three months general practice. So in the first two or three years post-graduation, you have a plethora of uh, of experiences that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. And then thereafter, it's encouraged that you should try and uh, specialize in a certain field. So if you want to go into surgery, then you apply for surgical jobs mm-hmm. and uh, on, a, on a recognized training program. And then uh, your journey begins. That's that's just the beginning. Mm. All right. Thank Dr. Dalale Baraza, we have noted you. Uh, <laughs> whippersnappers. <laughs> Plethora. <laughs> it's, uh, it's coming. Uh, Strathmore. It's giving, I don't know, it's giving English. Strathmore. It's giving. Kilimani Jonian. People who are always in. They never took the bus. They were picked by a bus. <laughs> you understand? So, yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, a plethora of other things and uh, trying to understand what whippersnappers okay, are. Okay, okay, Martin. 98.4 Capital FM. Uh, we, we have a jam master here, Dr. Angelale Baraza. Uh, he's not a he's a musician who, 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 who works on bones. Yeah. He so you can body. trust the deftness exactly. of his hands. Yeah? Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, did you say deftness? Ah, write it down, write it down. <laughs> deftness. <laughs> deftness. <laughs> okay, well, let's get back to the questions. And if you have any questions or comments, please keep them coming. We've seen some of them that mm-hmm. we have shared off, off air. Wow. <laughs> this one I can read on air. Mm. Uh, Sebastian Kulabi says, please ask the doc, how does his typical day look like? Keeping in mind that he also does ghostwriting, can he offer mentorship programs to people like me with an interest in pediatrics? Hold up. Mm. Ghostwriting. Mm. He said that. Oh, that was uh, part of the helping people express uh, their ideas. Yes. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. <laughs> 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 must, I must have been listening to other things. We pass snap at Ghostwriting, okay. Uh-huh. Um, so I like to think that there's no such thing as a typical day. Every day is uh, different, mm. even though on the surface it might look routine. It's, uh, it's, it's every day is different to the next. But uh, for the purposes of answering this question, I'd say get up in the morning, mm. try and do some, uh, some, some yoga or some workouts, some meditation, mm-hmm. uh, which is good for you, I'm told. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, after a beverage or some breakfast, go to work, do a ward round, do a clinic mm-hmm. on the operating days. After that, go to the theater and then uh, in the evening, speak to uh, relatives, do some admin work. Mm and uh, squeeze in all the other uh, activities. So a bit of exercise, a bit of... Uh, fun times. I'm waiting music. for fun times, really. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course, of course. When uh, I, I, fun, fun is important, but, uh, you know, when you're doing things that are that transcend fun, <laughs> uh, fun fun has to be relegated. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's good to have a good time. But it's even better to have a good time when doing uh, things that you find meaningful and yeah, important. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that, that, that comes on certain days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in terms of the, so on the, on the off days, that's when I get a lot of the music done and the writing. Mm. And mentorship, uh, was it mentorship he had yeah, said? Yeah, because he has or an guidance. interest in pediatrics. Yeah, I think, I think that, that's, a, that's a very interesting topic. I don't think we have enough uh, people offering mentoring mm. uh, in and I don't know whether I'm going slightly off piste here but in school I wasn't a particularly you know good performer 
but it just takes the gentle hand of someone to encourage you and say, look, that, that little chemistry equation, it's not, it's not very difficult. So just sit down, give it two minutes of your time. You can understand it. And it moves you from thinking that you're just, uh, you know, someone who's not very clever and doesn't get it yeah. to being, you know, really proficient in yeah. whatever skill so yeah. just a bit of guidance so absolutely i uh i, I encourage it i like to fit in formally and uh, so the answer is yes i i do and okay. i can be reached okay what is the most Sebastian challenging yeah what's the most challenging part of your day that like the, the thing that you don't look forward to when you say they're doing your hospital rounds and stuff um so uh the, the the most challenging thing I have to say is uh, certain practicing certain techniques on the violin. That's that's <laughs> proper difficult. Uh, but with regards to uh, with regards to to work, yeah. it is uh, I'd say it's sometimes uh, conveying bad news oh, yeah. to to the parents of children that can be quite devastating to yeah. everybody. Uh, emotions must be kept in check, even when you know they risk spilling over. Yeah. Um, uh, because most technical things can be learned. So the actual operating is not, uh, as many people think, you know, particularly difficult mm. once you've done it hundreds of times. But the psychosocial aspects of it, you know, the communication, how you're mm. coming across, oh. are they hearing what you're trying to say? Uh, what prejudices do you have that you are, you know, that oh. you are bringing forth that is, you know, potentially contaminating the the consultation it's those subtle cues which mm. can be a bit difficult to uh to reflect on and to to change mm. so uh mm. yeah okay let me ask you about um i guess it will transcend into technology um and tools that you or, or techniques i think that you use when you're doing um, your surgery here. You mentioned earlier that you had gone away for a bit so i'm wondering how how is kenya faring in the in there are we up to date with our technology when it comes to to fixing bones uh yeah, i uh the direct answer is yes mm -hmm. i think we are mm -hmm. uh but the caveat is healthcare sadly it shouldn't be but it's quite expensive it's mm -hmm. expensive to build hospitals make them you know sterile make theaters uh, get the implants that you need to fix the bones or mm -hmm. to mend things mm -hmm. to pay the, the nurses and the doctors that will take care of you. Uh, so the, the technology is largely here, but it's just a shame that only a very small proportion of the population have access to it mm -hmm. because of the prohibitive costs. Okay. Um, compared to other countries, I think that... Uh, when economies become developed, they tend to prioritize important things. And there's, to me, there's, um, apart from probably food and agriculture, there is nothing more important than healthcare. Mm. If you're not getting your children to become healthy adults, and then I think you're failing as a society. Mm. So other countries, notably the UK with the NHS, it does have its problems, but they've invested in healthcare. They've they say that uh, healthcare is not a, it's not a privilege or a luxury mm. it's a, it's a misfortune mm. and the cost of that should be borne by by the states mm. and by the taxpayers so uh, of course with those vast resources they can offer a lot more to the general population than we can here in Kenya absolutely yeah subsidize it you you talked about healthcare not being taken seriously and you've delved into something else that's not taken seriously and we even call it michezo mm. <laughs> sports injuries mm. yes <laughs> in this country there are sportsmen who have retired 
when they're in school prematurely because, prematurely mm. because of injuries and all that stuff i don't know what we are trying to do technology ways and uh, you know to sportsmen to sort it out i don't know if that's something that you 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 you're passionate about uh, visiting various sports clubs and especially golfers i know some golfers who cannot play golf anymore because they can't swing yes their backs are gone yes yeah yeah so uh first of all uh you, you sound like you're speaking from experience deep, deep personal <laughs> <laughs> his, his eyes are glistening the second tear that's about to hey, it was not cheap man you know your mother tells you and eh, Choose the spot on your education. <laughs> that happens to many of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I think the first locations, and when the shoulder dislocated, mm-hmm. often after you know diving, tackling, or scoring a try, yeah, yeah. the body would come and clunk it back in, and yeah. they just carry on playing. Yeah. And one week later, same thing happens, mm. and they end up thinking, "Well, I just have a dodgy shoulder yeah. or a dodgy knee, yeah. and I'll stop playing after form four. And they may have been supremely talented, mm. and it's a shame. So the first thing is awareness, knowing that something can be done. So visit somebody who um, who can help. Go and see your local GP or your orthopedic surgeon who mm. will be able to advise you on options. And that's the first step, awareness. And then the second step is bringing the expertise and the facilities to the people who need it most. So um, striking up arrangements with football club, with sports clubs mm. or with schools that are serious about sport and saying, look, we can offer this service and let's see how we can make it viable, sustainable to both our institutions. And uh, that's the kind of diplomatic dialogue that we're trying to um, that we're trying to push forward myself mm. and, and my colleagues. Oh. Okay. That would be okay. interesting. Yeah, so Impala is interested. So yeah. You uh, can have a diplomatic, can have uh, a diplomatic <laughs> I can mediate. I can mediate yes. in my office. I'll, I'll make tea. I'll make tea as these conversations are happening. But I, I want to speak about uh, a particular demographic of people who I think um, we've seen a lot more road uh, accidents happening, especially with our border border riders, and and I wonder if if these are most of these I would imagine, and this could be a, a huge assumption I'm making, but I don't think so, um, are in the demographic that you're referring to who may not be able to access um, this kind of care, right? Um, if they break their bones or or other parts. Yeah, um, and it's something that we we feel very strongly about. It's it's such a shame that we are not cognizant of some of the dangers. You know, th- there's a reason that they're laws, uh, whether we like them or not. <laughs> and uh, it shows degeneration when a vast majority of the population does not follow the laws. We don't have to look very far. You go to any highway, you'll see a border border coming down the opposite direction, mm-hmm. often with a passenger mm-hmm. and with a couple of children. Mm. And it really, it, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad and painful that... Uh, these people don't value their lives enough yeah. or the lives of their passengers. Yeah. And you think if an accident happened, what, you know, what are the consequences of that? You know, your, your, your family, if you're the, you know, Bread typically winner. male mm-hmm. breadwinner riding mm-hmm. the bike, mm-hmm. you're denying your family, you know, you're, you're not going to provide for your family because you're sick or you're badly injured or God forbid, you know, deceased. Mm-hmm. And then the people you're carrying, you know, that five-year-old child, it doesn't get a chance to flourish and, and mature and mm. do all the things they should mm. do. And um, uh, what pains us is that there's very little enforcement. They're often doing it in plain sight yeah. of police officers. And high-fiving them on the <laughs> way they pass. Yeah. It's, true. it's uh, true. With no one you know, batting an eyelid. And it's, it's painful. What we need is enforcement. And many people think that society cannot be, uh, a society in Kenya can't be shepherded to behave a certain way. But I think COVID debunked that. Yeah. In three days... 
when people said, you know, after dusk, you sh- should be indoors, everyone said, oh, it's n- yeah. it can't happen. Yeah. And we saw police out mm. in force. And in three days, mm. by dusk, if you're not at home, you are making your way yeah. very rapidly. We don't hang on buses anymore. We don't stand in buses any on in buses anymore. Mm. That was a Mishuki law that came yeah. on and we yeah. changed. Yeah. There we go. And we walked to work for a while yeah. because there was a strike. So we can do, we can actually. It's true. Absolutely. It's true. If our, our habits can change. Yeah. yeah, they say if if you're caught going down the wrong way on a highway, you get an instant fine of however many shillings and, you know, you get your license revoked. The first 10 people who do it will be burnt. But hopefully that will save thousands upon thousands of lives because road traffic accidents one of the biggest killers here in, uh, mm. in, in Kenya. And when the doc says burnt, he means the pockets, oh. you know, the wallets. Oh. With <laughs> <It's not being laughs> the other English word is it, it will be a deterrent. <laughs> so we'll come back. If you have any questions for Dr. Baraza here, uh, Dr. Bones, as we're going to call him today, uh, please let us know what the jam name for the hashtag is. <laughs> please let me read this thing. What does it say? <laughs> Oh, but he said, wow. Can I just mention, yeah. Dr. Tari's English is Englishing. Amazing. How does he organize his words so well? Oh. We will tackle this when we come back. All the former basketball players, uh, rugby players have come through and there's one who's saying that he had an eye injury now he can't see. Uh, I don't know how you can help him. Then there's another one saying that he has a problem dancing. Two days in a row and all his joints just ache and go crazy. He's asking for advice. His name is Frank. We're going to put him out here. <laughs> Frank Odwar <laughs> says that he, he cannot dance for two days in a row. And if he bends over to pick up any a toy, his kids' toys in the back, just makes a lot of noise. I don't know. Should he come see you? <laughs> Should he go to a chiropractor? Do you advise people seeing a chiropractor, by the way? Uh, first of all, our heart goes out to Frank, who has, yeah. Uh, yeah. who's taken his courage into his own hands and written into yeah. to you good people. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame that his bones are creaking. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Frank has danced for too long. There's such a thing as repetitive stress injury. And uh, maybe he should vary his physical activities um, in the first instance. And I don't know whether Frank, I can't can't tell from his name alone, Mm. whether he's a generally well-conditioned human being in terms of, you know, strong but supple, exercises (laughs) regularly three times a week, you know, mainly eats vegetables. Oh, God. Um, But there's very many uh, basic things that he he can start to do which might ameliorate his uh, his symptoms frank ameliorate <laughs> google that one Ve- vegetables and vegetables stop listening google vegetables but there's always this thing about uh, people talking about the guys go to the physio or chiropractor mm. before they come see or see. even they just go for a massage or they go for a massage yes, they start there actually w- w- would you advise people to just go to straight to a physiotherapist when you have an injury or do you advise them to come and see, say you, first? They should all come and see me first. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. We love it. We love it. Do it. Okay, do so, it. No, do so it. where are they coming no. to see you? Where? Where? No, no. So, so uh, no. I think it's important that uh, I don't know who said this, and I don't misquote anyone, but you should. The problem should be dealt with the with the the most junior person who can. Uh, competently solve the problem so if you know you've twisted your ankle and you go home and you know you your sister or brother knows first aid they know that you know just rest it ice it compress it elevate it give it a few days they can give you a walking stick some crutches 
Um, if after that you're still having problems, then you can try and escalate it. If you know a good physiotherapist, they're often very skilled and oh. experienced in these injuries. Oh. They can go and see them and they'll assess. If the physiotherapist is worried uh, that they can't do certain movements, that's when usually they notify the patient or ask us, the orthopedic surgeon, to step in and give an assessment. And then we'll take an x-ray and, take, of, of course, history examination first, take an x-ray and see whether we can uh, help the the patient. So I think there's a lot of value in having those layers of uh, of of skill and of treatment such that um, no one specialty is inundated because inundation leads to burnout, another topical issue yeah. currently. And so, no, they're, they're all very valuable members of the healthcare team. Hmm. Speaking of burnout... Uh, how are you guys dealing with it? Because uh, we are losing a lot of professionals to like the international community. Mm. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why that is. But how are you here in Kenya? The ones who are left, how are you guys dealing with it? How are you, how are you getting your own time? <laughs> the few of us left. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to uh, to pace yourself, to realize that life is a marathon. It's not a you know, Omanyala 150 meter mm-hmm. sprint. Yeah. Uh, so you have to know what it is you're trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much is enough? Enoughness is a is a very good principle to live by. And uh, with those in mind, you'll find that you're never really overstretching yourself. Yeah. You'll do what you can to the best of your ability, mm. and that which you can't, you'll you know refer to uh, other people. There's there's always others coming through and others with. Uh, the necessary knowledge and skills. Oh. So um, that gives you enough time to not just make an impact in society, but also take care of yourself, keep healthy. Because if you don't keep yourself healthy, then you're not doing anyone favors. There's a, there's a book I, I, well, I've not finished reading it, but I've started it. <laughs> and, and the overarching page principle. Two, it says. Yeah. <laughs> in the preface. In the preface. <laughs> it, it talked about how, uh, people need to take care of themselves first. It oh. sounds very selfish, but if you're not in good health, if you're not in, uh, in, if your finances are not in order, yeah. and you're dependent on other people, you're not actually doing yourself or others a service. Uh-huh. So you need to take care of yourself, your health, your job, your, you know, your, your little world before you can then extend out and help others. And it's, um, I think it's a, it's a valid and important point, mm. one we should ponder. I, I have a question here from uh, one um, Madam uh, Sophia Kamere, and she says, uh, does Daktari see adults, or if I bring my child um, for the appointment, because it's a pediatric uh, orthopedic uh, surgeon, will you then see adults? Yeah, so my um, my first home was adult surgery, so in training you do, you do rotations and everything, and it's mainly adult surgery. <laughs> And then for my first fellowship, that's where you super specialize. Mm. I did sports injuries, so arthroscopic or minimally invasive surgery of the mainly knee. Arthro? Arthroscopic. It's okay. It's okay. I got this. Yeah. No, I got this. Okay. I've had this a lot of arthroscopic. I'm inside. Yeah, with a periscope. Got it. Got it. Yes. That's key surgery of the knee and shoulder, which is mainly used to treat a lot of these sports injuries. And then I came back here, worked for a while. And I was, um, it was fine, I was doing it, but then there was a huge need in pediatrics. Mm. So I thought, well, it would be nice. I'd done a bit of pediatric training, pediatric orthopedic, I mean, training uh, as part of your general 3D training. But, you know, when you know you're just not good enough 
uh, you're always left with a little bit of insecurity. You know that y- you can be better. Mm. So I went to do a year's training in that and came back. So yeah, I see adults as well. Although I am, um, you know, it's about 50-50. But yeah, I'm happy to see adults. Okay, what's been the biggest difference between kids and, I mean, the bones are... They are the same in number, hopefully. <laughs> but they are, I imagine they are softer, they are not yet fully developed. Is yes. it true? Is it just and, a myth that and they do kids tell the faster? Truth more than adults? <laughs> yeah. Are they more honest? Yeah, all, all you said is, is actually correct. The kids' bones are a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they're growing. That's the biggest difference. They're growing. They, uh, when, you, when they injure them, they remodel, which means even though they're bent, they, yeah. they straighten. Mm. Um, within certain limits of course um the uh, children um largely want to get better i can't say that of all adults yeah. with the stresses and strains of life yeah. there's a lot of as i mentioned psychological issues that go behind pain and joint pain in general mm. so mm. one must be attuned to that as well not that it doesn't matter but it's just a different uh, set of problems mm. um and uh, ch- children uh children are, are there's such a delight you know they they run about they they energize you know they give they bring a lot of life to the clinic and uh yeah it's 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 a real privilege just being able to to help them so even children at heart we can come uh, yes have lollipops and those things do yep. they help yeah they, i i have it's stickers Stick- i have stickers <gasps> what kind of Oh, there's. Uh, I've got so many, June. I, I'll, I'll bring coming. my collection. My knee has been uh, talking to me. So, 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 so as, as a child, where, where, do, I, where do I come? <laughs> Physically. Is there a location I can find? Yeah, the, the orthopedic clinic of the Aga Khan University Hospital. Oh, is where I have my clinic. Uh-huh. Yep. Ground floor, uh, Doctor's Plaza, just next to the Java. Very considerate. So we can just slide into the room as opposed to oh, so, yeah. so climbing. So it's just <laughs> like of stairs. You know, our friend Steve Musioka, yes. Musioka, his office is actually at the Java. He's always there. He's <laughs> that's, that's where he works from. <laughs> Maybe he's building up the courage to enter <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> clinic. Um, All right. Well, we'll play a couple of songs and actually, then come back uh, in here. There's no oh? songs. There's, there's no, no songs. Let's carry on. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, what what would you say to that medical student over and above Sebastian, who's tuned in now, um, if they are in maybe like their third year of, of med school? Um, I imagine it's like the Wednesday today where the, the week has just started to feel super heavy. Yeah. What would you say to that uh, medical student? I'd say to the medical student that uh, first of all, you you picked um, the best career choice yeah. ever. Are you telling yourself? Trying to convince myself. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not many jobs. You know, in university, I had some uh, lawyer friends yeah. and this and that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, they were friends in university, then they went on to become lawyers like mm. yourself and, mm-hmm. and, and accountants and yeah. all that. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the time, they'd ask me, you know, what did you do during the day? And I say, oh, I did this, I did that, I have that, you know. And they'd say, oh my gosh, you know, I. Just be. If I tell you what I did today, you disown me as a friend. There are not many <laughs> jobs where you can say every day you've got the opportunity to actually help people. Yeah. So that's why it is very rewarding, and you find many, many doctors um, they work well into the seventies and eighties just because of that reward. You yeah. you get addicted to it. You really want to be able to help people. Mm. Um. So uh, that's why I say it's a good career choice. It can be challenging, tough. When you think about all the people you have to deal with, the, you know, oftentimes the patients you have to uh, uh, build up mm. in order to deal with colleagues. Why, why do you call them patients and you're the ones with the patients? Mm. 
Ah, I see what you did there. Wait, we snap for you. I, I see what you did there. Man, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's clever. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> We're always in a hurry. <laughs> you have a stomach Patience, problem. It's, like, true. Hey. it's true. You need the patience. What's been the one, if you're comfortable yeah. enough sharing, what's been the one like patient who you don't have to say their name, but yeah. like just you were like, oh, <laughs> like, you know. Take you out so I can treat you. Something like that. Has that ever happened? Or you've been always this cool, calm, and collected. Um, no. Say the truth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Say the truth, my precious. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's interesting. You can you you put up with quite a bit at work, which you wouldn't necessarily put up with in your social or personal life. Yeah. It's a completely different air. You know, you'll be accommodating you'll be willing you'll go out of your way mm. but you know at home if somebody made the same demands <laughs> of you you'd uh, you'd tell them where to go <laughs> let's just let's just cut the, to the chase yes. okay yes. these patients who google their problems <laughs> they come and tell you listen doctor i know my acl i know it personally yes. i have googled this is the problem i have yeah. you're like listen i went to school for a long time <laughs> <laughs> these are the people yes. is, is, am i right or am i wrong Yes, so that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a very actually on those on on googling of symptoms, it mm. is uh, it's here to stay. Yeah. When something's wrong with you, many patients, you know, Google their own symptoms. If bones is my specialty, but I, you know, get a stomach ache and it's hurting somewhere, you know, the doctor is likely <laughs> to Google and say, what, "What's up with me?" Um, it's here to stay. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, it can be troubling, and uh, you know, it must be dealt with delicately. Yeah. But it's a force for the good because what it does is that it it challenges your healthcare professional because mm. the information is out there. Yeah. So and and it's in the hands of the of the I'll call them clients for your purposes clients, yes. it's in the hands of the, the clients <laughs> so uh, it's then behoves the doctor to to up his skills up his game to be on top of you know the, the latest developments so that you can accurately inform those who have um, quickly googled the symptoms mm. and uh and what it does it lifts the general standards of healthcare mm. you can't just go to a um you know, if say you injured your knee, uh, and this is just a, I don't want to bring any post-traumatic uh, <laughs> stress. You know, this yeah. is this is just a random example. Yeah. If <laughs> Martin here like injured his ago, knee, yes. <laughs> and you went to a doctor and he said, "Oh, this one, we've got to chop it off," yeah. you know, you'd you'd say, uh, oh, "Okay, you know, you're the doctor, you know best." Yeah. But if you've Googled, uh, it's an extreme example, and yeah. you know, yeah. caricature levels. But Small if you've Googled, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> But if you've Googled and you've seen, oh, no, you've just, your injury swollen, it's yeah. probably an ACL or yeah. a medial collateral yeah. ligament, you can say, mm, I'm not so sure. I think it's these things. Why didn't he mention them? I'll go for a second opinion. Exactly. And and that's good because, uh, you know, you've, you've, you've sought expert opinion. You've saved yourself grief. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that's where we should head. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. That was, let me tell you. We can sit here. We have old people out there who are just <laughs> waiting to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Very many, their backs are gone. <laughs> Irene Wang is here to give us a Swahili news as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Tari Njalale Baraza. Thank you so much for coming through. If you want to see him, he said he's at the Aga Khan University. What? First floor. First floor? Yeah. The uh, ground floor. Ground, ground floor. floor. Yeah, you, you see, <laughs> if, the first if one, your right? back is aching, yeah, you can't cry. You need to be stay uh, back floor. Yeah. Uh, back floor, not <laughs> <laughs> 98.4 Capital 